Is the Bible just a man-made Western book of religion, or is there something more? Real Life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Han and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Ramin Parsa, who was on our previous show, who was a former Muslim who discovered the deeper significance of the Holy Bible in his life. You know, I remember growing up and people would say stuff like the Bible was just a government man-made book to keep (laughs) people in order and Mm. in control. And I just wondered, wow, is that really true? And then when I started to read it, it was amazing how it started to change my life. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people, you know, they say, well, it's just a book like any other book written by man. You know, it's not perfect. It's not the word of God. It's Mm. just something to kind of help, like encourage people. But, you know, the Bible is a very significant book. The Bible was written over 1500 years as 40 authors And archaeologists have actually discovered the names of government officials, kings, cities, and festivals mentioned in the Bible. On top of that, historians confirm what the Bible says about Jesus is true. So it's not just a book. It is something that is historically and factually in alignment. Mm -hmm. But not only that, in the Bible, it says that it has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, meaning that, yes, there's 40 authors But when you look closely, it seems like those 40 authors are all saying very, like almost they're in unison. Mm -hmm. But these were not just a group of people who were talking to each other in the same time period. Right. These people lived in different time periods and did not talk to each other nor know one another. And you know, it's still the number one book sold around the world. And it's a living book. And what I always wonder is, if it's just a book, why are there so many people who have been changed by it? For me, I've been changed by the Bible personally, but all the people who we interview on the show, they've been changed. It's a living word of God Mm -hmm. from the past ages until now and into the future. People's lives are changed. Let's hear from Ramin after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Ramin Parsa, and he has been sharing with us how he grew up in Iran as a Muslim. His family was very devout, and after a series of things that happened to him and the things that he saw, he began to lose faith in his Muslim beliefs and just started to wonder what the meaning of life was. And somehow, some way, as he reached his wit's end where he was depressed and even suicidal, he heard the gospel and received Jesus. And so we're going to find out more about his life and how things changed. Welcome to the show, Ramin. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. An honor. Yes. Now, I know that in that country, you were not allowed to read the Bible. You were not allowed to hear the gospel. But by God's grace, you were able to somehow tune in to someone preaching the gospel. And you rejected it the first time, but then you were at a place of depression. It got worse. And you heard the gospel again, that Jesus is the Son of God. You called out and said, Jesus, I receive you if you are God. And you had like heat, fire come into your body and change your life. And you became joyful. You go pray for your mom. Your mom got healed completely. And now you're 
were really excited and you went through a lot to try to find the Bible. There was no Bible where you were at and you could actually get in trouble for it. What did you do to find the scriptures? Well, at that time, internet was brand new in the country and I began to look for the word angel. And after 15 minutes, 20 minutes of searching, an error came that access to this website is prohibited. So the government blocked websites, any website that talks about Bible or Angel or Gospel. Hmm. So what happened, I used a software to break that blockage. I used proxies to break that blockage. And I found all the books of the Bible. And I came across the four Gospels, four Angels. And I began to read them. And as I began to read them, I saw the words of Jesus, how simple, what profound they were. For the first time, I heard somebody say, love your enemies and pray for those who hate you and spitefully use you. First time in my life, I heard somebody say, I am the resurrection and life. Mm-hmm. And first time I heard that somebody introduces God as a father, mm-hmm. something we couldn't even comprehend as a Muslim. Wow. But now I'm hearing that God is my father, that he loves me. Our view of God in Islam was Allah was so distant in helping, but he was so present in punishing. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that God is a loving father and he sent his son to die for me, it touched my heart. I was crying, actually. I was weeping that why these words should be illegal. And I was mm-hmm. crying that so many people are desperate for these words. Wow. And nothing against anyone, nothing against the leaders you know, and kings, nothing political. It was all the message of love, victory of love over hatred, victory of life over death, victory of kindness over harshness. And when I read those things, it was so touching to my heart, Mm. so touching the innermost part of my heart. Yes. So tell me about, you know, your life started to transform and your family started to come to know the Lord. And then you had to flee. Did you run into persecution or what were you dealing with being now a Christian in Iran? After eight months of being saved, I was in a phone booth in Iran. I was outside on the street. And then this guy attacked me with a knife. He had a long yellow beard and stabbed me a couple of times and ran away. I didn't know the guy. I don't know. Now that I look back, I think maybe he was demon-possessed. But after that experience, after I recovered, I felt I need to leave the country. So one night, I didn't have a passport. I didn't have money because in Iran, you have to go to military for two years to get a passport. It's mandatory as a male. Mm-hmm. And as a female, you have to have permission from your husband or from your father. Wow. And now I had not gone to military, but I had this confidence that Jesus is with me. And I felt God is telling me to leave. Uh-huh. And one night I grabbed a bag, threw some clothes and I left. I didn't tell anyone Then I came to the border of Turkey and God miraculously helped me to cross over and come to Turkey. I cannot share much details for safety reasons, right. but I came to Turkey. I had no idea where I'm going. Nobody was expecting me. Nobody was picking me up. I didn't speak the language. I didn't have much money. And I'm in a foreign country for the first time in my life. Wow. But God was with me. Wow. And I could feel this confidence, this peace. And I wrote Bible verses on paper because I didn't have an actual Bible. So when I was coming out on the bus and was walking, I would read them to remind myself that God is with me. I was comforting myself with them. Right. And before that, before I got stabbed, I was giving Bibles away on CD. So I, I downloaded the four Gospels and burned them on CD. And I was giving it to people. I remember I went to a gym one time and I was talking to one young guy. And I was telling him, this is NG, this is Gospel. It's very good. I read it. It's powerful. And some young people overheard me. And then they ran to me. And they said, can I have a copy too? Can I have a copy too? And that's how hungry people are. So I came to Turkey and God miraculously put me on the path of another reigning brother. And he took me to a church. He was actually not a believer at that time. He was researching and going to church. He gave me the first actual New Testament. And I immediately opened it to see if it's the same that I downloaded. And I compared the verses that I had memorized and I had written on paper. 
and mm. it was the same. And it is as if someone gave me the whole world. Wow. I was holding it near to my heart. And wow. as I began to read them and see the mystery of the gospel being unfolded in front of my eyes, my heart was just being overwhelmed yeah. to see who Jesus is. And for such a long time, this mystery has been hidden from our eyes. Mm. And I made this decision at the very moment when I got saved. I said, I'm taking this message to the whole world. Wow. Because I know so many people are desperate yeah. for the simple gospel. Yeah. And you know, that's what you've been doing. And the Lord has spared your life from not only being stabbed, but you were on an airplane not too long ago that went down and it was carrying a lot of people. And you were heard actually in the video calling out to Jesus, both in English and in Spanish, because it was an airplane from Mexico. Can you yeah, tell me real, real quick about that? Yes, I was invited in Mexico to preach there because there's so many young people there that are also going through hard times. And they're disappointed with religion, with Catholicism. They're looking for hope. So I went there and I was sharing with them that Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God. Right. So a lot of young people gave their heart to Jesus. And the same depressed and hopeless, sad people were jumping up and down. Yes. And I was coming back from Mexico upon the return, our airplane crashed. The airplane was a jet, was a Aeromexico airline. It was July 31st when this happened. July 31st, 2018, the airplane crashed and this airplane was bouncing on the ground like a ball and got on fire and was fire and smoke was coming and people were screaming, 103 passengers. And I had no one to call but Jesus. And I called on the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. And it wasn't a cry of fear. It was a cry of faith. Yeah. I cried out to Jesus, both in English and in Spanish. And interestingly, I don't speak Spanish, but these words came out of me, I believe, for the sake of the people there. Yeah. But I spoke the name of Jesus and God spared all our lives. Nobody died. We lost everything, our luggages, the airplane burned to the ground. We lost our passport, but none of us died. Oh, so God Lord. miraculously <laughs> saved our lives. And that went all over the news. Mm -hmm. I was filming, actually, when this whole thing happened. I was filming the weather. I didn't know this was going to happen. But I was filming this weather. And then when it happened, my phone dropped and the airplane crashed. But it's still filming. And I didn't know it. Wow. And that's when it cried in the name of Jesus. But then the video, a friend of mine asked for it. I gave it to him. And then I think he gave it to his friend. And it went all over the news. Yeah. Wow. And on the next day, I got called from 24 countries. Oh, my gosh. And the whole world heard the gospel. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you know, That's it's awesome. just amazing how God is using you. And it reminds me of wow. Apostle Paul. And he went through so many things, but he continued to preach the gospel. And we just pray that God continues to use you to reach so many people. And we thank you for sharing with us. It makes us more hungry to read the word. And I hope and believe that for the listeners also. Ramin, God bless you. And thank you for all that you're doing and for sharing your testimony with us. Thank you for having me. God bless you for what you do. Thank you so much. Well, in honor of my friend, Ramin, I'm going to share the Anjil, you know, which is so powerful, this message of Jesus Christ rising from the dead. He died on the cross for your sins, for my sins. And we can know the true one and only Lord through Jesus Christ. All we have to do is receive and believe in His name. So I want to give someone that opportunity. Jesus, we call out to you. There's someone even saying right now, if you're real, God, mm -hmm. come into my life as yes. you did, Father I mean, mm -hmm. Come into my life. Fill me with your power, your spirit, yes, God, so that we can know you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we can have transformed lives and feel yes. that joy and that peace and have that weight mm -hmm. lifted off of you mm -hmm. right now in the name of Jesus. Call out to him. So Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you. 
and we ask for transformed lives to preach this message to the ends of the world. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.